Welcome to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. There is great power in the number three. It is not only the number our brains remember most, but it is also the triad, as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end. It represents wholeness. And what better way to absorb information than from the power of three coaches? We created this show with the intention of assisting you in awakening your intuition and inner coach and to help you live your best life. We will have real conversations and share our own personal experiences along the way. At the close of the show, we'll also offer, offer up our own personal coaching techniques related to the topic as well. Our topic today is anxiety. Anxiety is one of the most largely misunderstood diseases of all time. For starters, throughout our history, women were thought to be the only ones to suffer from it. In fact, the ancient Greeks called it hysteria, which came from hysteron, the Greek word for uterus. They blamed the uterus for causing behaviors we would describe today as panic. The truth is, everyone suffers from anxiety. Although, according to the ADAA or the Anxiety Depression Association of America, women are twice as likely to suffer from anxiety. In 2020, the ADAA reported that anxiety is the most common mental disorder in the U.S., affecting over 40 million adults, mostly between the ages of 30 to 44. While it is more common in adults, children are unfortunately not free from anxiety. It just affects them differently. The KFFF, or the Kaiser Family Foundation, a nonprofit which focuses on national health issues, as well as the U.S. role in global policy, stated that four in 10 adults in the U.S. reported symptoms of anxiety during the pandemic, with 36% having trouble sleeping, 32% trouble eating, 12% increase in alcohol consumption or substance abuse, and another 12% with worsened chronic health conditions. Sadly, the biggest increase in anxiety occurred among the younger adults ages 18 to 24, which was 56% of all those who reported anxiety. Other data gathered during the pandemic revealed that women were still higher in comparison to men, households of color were disproportionately affected, as well as households with significant job and or income loss. According to the KFF, in January of this year, 41% of adults reported symptoms of anxiety or depressive disorder, which has been significantly consistent since the spring of last year. To better help us to understand this misunderstood disorder, let's break down some characteristics about it. First and foremost, the purpose of anxiety is your body's natural response to stress. It is a feeling of fear over an anticipation. It is primarily meant to keep you safe. It can also be an awareness of danger or an unsettling environment and appropriately kicks in your fight or flight state. However, Sometimes it can be irrationally triggered and remain on when there's nothing life-threatening happening to you. Anxiety is an emotion, but it can affect you both cognitively and physically. And it can increase your heart rate and blood pressure and make you think you're having a heart attack while throwing off your breath and even causing you to hyperventilate. When it becomes overbearing and troublesome and begins to impair your normal daily functions, causing you to miss work, unable to sleep, and even unwilling to participate in your life, well, then it becomes a disorder. This is where treatment or therapy comes in. Yet it is still the most undertreated mental disease in America, mostly because people are unaware that they have it, embarrassed that they, have, that they experience it, and simply don't want to give it any more attention than it already has from them. Anxiety, while it is a disease, a disorder, or a mental state of illness, is a temporary imbalanced state in which we allow to be permanent. It is not something we catch from others, yet collectively it can affect us. Not to take away from the debilitation that anxiety can cause, but it is something we learn, something we create, and therefore something we can uncreate, embrace, and move through. So stay tuned for this episode of the Conscious Coaching Hour for more conversation around anxiety. And remember, we are here for you. So if you would like any intuitive coaching advice on any issue, feel free to message us on Facebook at Love From The Hip, that's H-Y-P, 
The veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil, an exciting new show every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this engaging and informational jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil, assisting others on their journeys of healing and self-discovery. Drawing from their own experiences, Sakura and Rory have come to realize how challenging it can be to understand it all. So they will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but in an effort to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering you, the listener, a resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go Beyond the Veil. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at esteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I am intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I am forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I am transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. On today's show, we're discussing anxiety. If you have a question or need some advice or simply want to share your experience, you can message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. That was a great intro. Oh, uh, my gosh. There's yeah. definitely a lot to unpack there. And then it's like how many people actually submitted into the survey, right? How accurate are those numbers? I feel like they should be a lot higher. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I was thinking, too, because, you know, you, we heard about all that. There's other factors that they didn't take into those. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of things going on in the household where people were trying to get away from. And during the pandemic, we couldn't get away from it. Mm-hmm. The so, abuse. Yeah, yeah, the abuse. And, you know, also, you know, in, in having our distractions, right, we're not, we weren't able to have them. We're stuck in the same house with them. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine anybody that didn't experience anxiety over the last 14 months, right? And anyone that was immune. And I can tell you, nobody <laughs> asked me and I didn't report, so I definitely wasn't <laughs> part of the 56%. Me uh-huh. either. Yeah. yeah. What up with that? Yeah. And our children, right? Oh, God. Which only feel our anxiety, Well, yeah, and I think when you talked about the young adults, I'm going to agree with that because, you know, we have our granddaughter living with us, Mm -hmm. right, who's right in that age range, and it was so stressful for her, and even though she's introverted, so so she isn't so much of an expert, doesn't go out as much, still having the stress and picking up, because she's sensitive, right, picking Mm -hmm. up the energies around and not knowing, like, the online school, how to navigate that, you know, what do I do? And there's just the emotions and the feelings of I can't go out if I want to go out. Mm-hmm. And I and the kids didn't know how to navigate it. Right. So we have, we're having a lot of conversation around it. 
but you know, and a lot of techniques on what to do to get through the anxiety. But when they're already stressed at that age, the young adults, and then you added this on top of it, it was a challenge. Right. And if the parents have uncertainty, <laughs> I mean, if they don't know how to navigate through it, how can they help their children to navigate through it? I mean, we've never experienced this before. No. So. And even in the household, like we were talking a little while ago, was about, like Rory, you were saying, well, what about picking up that from the from the parents, right? What about the kids picking up that? Even mm-hmm. though we try as parents or grandparents to make everything okay, right? right? There's still that underlying feeling of anxiety of that, you know, trying to figure it out and not knowing what it is and anticipation like you talked about in the intro. Right. Yeah, I think there's also the difference between children where you can see the anxiety and the ones that you can't. Right. Because being around the parents or being in an environment where there is a lot of anxiety and stress, mm-hmm. I think all children are taking that on, but not all of them are, are exhibiting symptoms. Mm-hmm. But I think they will later in life. Yeah. So I think it's impacting everybody. It's just some, some of it's more visible than others. And I don't think a, a lot of parents understand how that's exhibited. Right. Like temper tantrums are a form of anxiety or being a shy, mute child. I mean, all of these things that I've experienced as a child, that was my way of dealing with anxiety because it wasn't accepted, right? And no one understood it. So it was, how do you express it when you're a child? You don't even know what it is, right? Yeah, I think some people you can see the anxiety and the way that they show up mm-hmm. and other people just suppress it and internalize it. But right. they're, it's, they're still just, they're two different expressions of the same thing. Well, and then talking about, that, as you said in the intro too, I think is something, a really good point was that some people can say, I feel anxious or I feel nervous about something. And then there's those that feel it consistently, but are sh- feeling shame mm-hmm. around it. I think having that, now you've got a, a vast background in the feelings yeah. that occur, you know, with, with what you were sharing about your childhood and, and even into adulthood. And I have some of that. And so, but not to the extent like that you have. And so um, maybe we can talk a little bit about the shame around Mm -hmm. that having a mental illness or a mental health issue, you know, and how we can, if you've got experience with that, you know, Rory and Sakura, let's share with our listeners kind of, God, what do we do? I think you, you cope with it and you normalize it. I mean, it was something that I learned to just kind of, put in a box and, and try to stuff it in there, even though I felt it constantly as a child. I, it, it just felt like an extra layer of me or an extension. Mm-hmm. And it was purely whether or not you chose to feed it, right? But you were feeding it all the time, just being aware of it. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Mm, that's good. Yeah, I th- you know, I think there's different expressions of it. I think anxiety now just seems to be a price that we pay for a fast-paced lifestyle. Mm. We've just accepted it, Yeah. right? I yeah. have to do all of these things. I have to get all this stuff done. I have all these expectations. I'm on a timeline. I have children. How can you not be anxious? <laughs> Almost like normalizing it. Yeah, completely. Right. And so oh why would God. you think of it as a disorder? You're like, well, it's just this is how I get through the day. Yeah. How could I possibly get through the day in a calm state when I have (laughs) 72 things to accomplish today. You need the chaos. Well, let me have some caffeine on top of that too, okay? (laughs) I mean, seriously. I mean, we are in the espresso capital of the world. (laughs) We are. (laughs) But I know that, and I was, um, you know, that's, it's funny because I think also too, when we were talking about it, about unlearning, so I want to get into a little bit of that too, um, unlearning it. But, you know, when when I was doing those DNA tests, right? Like the, the ones that you can do. 23andMe yeah. and all of those. And yeah. it came back saying that I have in the DNA, it's when they were doing kind of the medical piece and they stopped doing it for a little while. And I, I think they're back doing it again. But it was a, that I run low-level anxiety. It said that right in this report. Hmm. And it was interesting because it was like, that's how I've always felt. Always on the edge. Hmm. So again, back to that normalization that feels normal, not realizing what it's doing to my nervous system, right? what it's doing to my brain, what it's doing that it gets tiring when you're constantly running from the saber-toothed tiger. Mm-hmm. And then everything gets blown out of proportion and it's hard to handle things. But what I learned was I thought that was my 
my fuel, right? Was like, that's what kept me going. Your motivation. Yeah. yeah. Was mm-hmm. that. It's like, oh yeah, this is just me. Mm-hmm. You know, let me handle all this stuff. Right. And not knowing how to calm down. And yeah, I, It works yeah. until it doesn't. Right. I was going to yeah. say, right. and as a child with anxiety, you have other people doing those daily functions for you, right? Like your parents push you to get dressed and push <laughs> you to do those things. But then as you get older and you're not living with your parents and you're an adult, I mean, then anxiety just comes in in a different way and then it becomes debilitating, right? That's when the panic starts to set in. And for me, I had just, I was about 25 and I had just torn my my ACL skiing for the first time and I will never ski again. (laughs) Um, But I tore my ACL and then all of a sudden I was shopping at Nordstrom and I felt my heart just sink into my stomach and I it was I was like having a heart attack and um, it, I felt really lightheaded and I wanted to pass out and I didn't know what was going on and I rushed into the ER and they had mentioned that they thought I was having a panic attack. I had never even heard of that um, and then they just started to happen. So anytime I would go into a store and mainly a grocery store, it would just kick in and, and so I, I, had, I couldn't shop anymore. And I had to have people with me and, and yeah. And so for a full year, <laughs> I went through panic attacks. So, you know, like I was saying, as a child, you have other people to help you move through it. Well, you hope that you do. I mean, my parents didn't understand it. Um, and I think a lot of parents think that their children are doing it for attention. But really, they're just, I mean, we're scared. We just, we don't know what to do. And, and if the parent doesn't understand it, they've never experienced it, Right then they can't help you through. And so then it just keeps showing its face as you go through your your life and you have to figure out how to manage it. Yeah. So. Not to mention the child's behavior is actually adding anxiety to the parents because mm-hmm. they don't understand it and don't know how to deal with it, right? It's like a vicious circle. Yeah. You think well, your kid's crazy. Well, and, yeah, because the parents don't know what to do with it. And we have one grandson that suffers from that, that has that anxiety, very anxious, very worried when the parents are gone, yeah, very worried that something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then at school with all this stuff going on and, and that perfectionism kicks in. And if I don't get it right, then, then the anxiety builds, builds to where, you know, it's almost they can't function and how they handle it is running sports let me to handle it that way. But then when it does get quieter or when the expectation of homework comes up, it's hard to settle the body back down to be able to focus right. and concentrate. Mm-hmm. So then you go, they go to the, op, you know, the options are medication. Right. Right. And yes, there is a place for medication. And there's also a place to also help with that. Right. It, we were talking about with therapy or or ways of talking it out and giving tools and things that people can do, parents and the kids, you know, because it's like I think the parents that are anxious, they've been that way most of their life. Right. And that I, it wasn't addressed. And I do believe there's, I mean, it does get passed down. I mean, there is a piece of it, an element of it that does get passed down in the womb, that it is genetic um, or even from your ancestors. But then I also feel if you want to throw in the spiritual essence of it, that a lot of it gets passed down from past lives. Right? Mm-hmm. It's unprocessed trauma. It's all of your traumas. And for me personally, having gone through such traumatic deaths, I was recalling all of that and bringing that trauma in, which was creating more anxiety for me. So, and, and I was at one point I did, you know, I was on medication yeah. for my anxiety and it was when I was going through my divorce and I really was opposed to it. I, I didn't do it when I was having panic attacks in my early 20s. I, I definitely sought out other alternatives but then going through my divorce I just you know I oh, threw yeah. up the white flag. I just was like <laughs> I don't know what else to do so and you know it did help but at the same time it got to a point where there was you know a, a commercial on which where it was happy right but happy sad and I wanted to happy cry and I couldn't, I couldn't feel that emotion. And I just, that's when I said, I can't, I can't do medication anymore. Like I want to feel and I want to feel everything. And, and so that brings it back to, to anxiety is an emotion. You know, you, you are meant to feel it, you know, experience it, but then just let it, let it through, let it go. Right. So. I think it's, the problem is it's easier said than done. Because yes. as you talked about, I think it's a, We've programmed our nervous system mm-hmm. to operate at a certain frequency. 
Yes. Yeah, it gets rewired. And it's happened over a long period of time. Yeah. And there's no simple switch just to turn it off or to yeah. change that frequency. So it, it is an unlearning. Mm-hmm. You have to unlearn or relearn to operate at a different frequency. And that's hard, right? It's yeah. like wanting to get into shape. You got to go to the gym all the time. You have to completely change your lifestyle. And, right. and unless you have a really good reason, most people don't want to do that. Yeah. And so that's where the pill comes in, which again, yeah. not saying it doesn't have its place, but it's, ob- it's not going to solve the long-term problem. The solution is to change your lifestyle right? so you can change that frequency and operate at a different place. And I think the downside, too, of medication is that I know for myself and for my clients that are on medication, the, there's anxiety of getting off of it. Yeah, you know, you feel dependent. You're scared yeah. of what's going to happen. Absolutely, because of the reason you got on it, right? Right, because those panic attacks, or even if they're not full blown panic attacks, because I've had the racing heart, I've had the blood pressure go up, I've mm-hmm. had those where I thought that my heart, you know, I was going to have a heart attack, without being a full blown panic right. attack, and I've had that experience, and so you know, I can see that you don't want to go back to that. Mm-hmm. So, what is my alternative? You know, and then I think it's also good for people to to reach out. Even that's hard to do because of the shame involved with anxiety, depending upon the level of the anxiety. But having somebody to help you walk through this, what are my choices and options? And having somebody to listen and really addressing what is underneath this Mm -hmm. anxious feeling, because that's what my luckily there was a therapist that I talked with that helped me understand of my anxiousness, right? And helped me understand that, you know, and gave me that question of, is it a bear or a cardboard bear, (laughs) right? And being able, just that awareness was Mm -hmm. like, oh, not everything's a bear. Right. Coming through the door. Right. Right? Yeah. And I know for me, the the reason why I was having panic attacks was because I thought I was invincible. Mm. And that injury took me out and I was no longer able to do all the things I was doing. And so I hit rock bottom and, and anxiety was allowing me to be in my body and feel, right? Yes. Yeah. Back to the spiritual purpose for these things happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. It also allows people to be alive. You know, so many people just going through the motions. So. Yeah. Our bodies are wise. Yeah, it makes me think of the different forms. Mm-hmm. The form of where you just feel that there's too many tasks and it feels, life feels overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And then the form of where you can't change the way that you're thinking. I think those are two very different expressions of anxiety. One, you could just be sitting in your home, but have a lot of negative thoughts and worry. Yeah. The other one, I think, is just that you feel overwhelmed by the amount of things that you are trying to accomplish in one day. And you just mm-hmm. don't have the time to take care of yourself. And they're just different examples of how that can manifest. Yeah, and and understanding what is kind of the quote-unquote normal anxiety, worry, because we have that, and then the other. Right. Right? When it's out of control, like that, where we're so used to it. Isn't this how everybody is? Isn't this, doesn't everybody operate? Don't you go 90 miles (laughs) an hour? Isn't this how we're supposed to do it? (laughs) Right. And that's what I was doing until I couldn't, until my body gave out. Yeah, I think for me, I'm very aware of where my anxiety comes from. And mm-hmm. mine is more of a fast-paced lifestyle. Yeah. And if I can take myself out of that fast-paced lifestyle, it goes away. For the most part, there's probably some, like you mentioned, underlying current that's been there ever since I was little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I can, there are things that I can do to change my circumstances. But it's challenging, right? Well, Once was, you have yeah. children yeah. and you got a busy job and you right. have multiple things that you're trying New to triggers. accomplish. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to juggle it all and find ways to counterbalance the lifestyle that you have that's causing a lot of the anxiety. Yeah, and I think, I know for me personally, even with, we were talking about rewiring your brain, yeah, even though you do that with anxiety and you learn a different program, it still creeps back in. Oh, yeah. Right? It's, it's still, it still can come in, and it does for me, and, but now I can recognize it, and now I know what to do, right? I have tools in place to deal with it and not let it take me out. Oh, I love tools. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk all about tools. <laughs> <laughs> so... All right. Well, we're going to go to a break, but everyone stick around for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. 
Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I'm also the host of Love from the Hip. And I am forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. On today's show, we're discussing anxiety. If you have a question or need some advice, message us on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. All right. Well, let's go to some of the messages we've received for today. Eric? Sure. Ben from Ohio writes and says, what are some other options besides medication for dealing with my anxiety? Mm. Oh, so this is a continuation, right, of what we talked about. (laughs) Can I start? Um, So when I was going through my panic attacks, I was seeing a therapist who taught me the raisin technique. And so, I mean, you can do this with anything, but it's a raisin technique. So you take a raisin and you stick it in your hand and you study the raisin. You study the grooves of the raisin, you know, and how big it is, how small it is. And you also feel the raisin in your hand. Mm -hmm. And then you, um, you end up putting the raisin in your mouth. And you want to feel the grooves of the raisin with your tongue. You even want to push the raisin up on the roof of your mouth and just feel it around your mouth. And then you start to chew it. And then what does it taste like? How does it feel between your teeth? And maybe you move it from side to side and then you swallow it. So it's really because anxiety is all about just thoughts an overwhelming, all these thoughts firing at once. And so you just need to calm yourself down and you need to focus. And so the raisin technique really helps to do that. Um, another technique that I use with my clients is emotional freedom technique um, or tapping, which was developed by a Stanford engineer in the 90s. And you can use this as well. And you can even do the faster EFT version. I don't think you have to go through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's plenty of um, even on YouTube videos and, and things that you can see and diagrams. But it's really just tapping with two fingers on one side of your face and you're moving through, you're working on the meridian, similar to acupuncture and acupressure. And so what happens through anxiety, anger, any emotion, is that we get a break in this meridian. And so what that tapping is doing is to help reestablish that connection, right, that flow, Mm -hmm. and move it through. And so you want to start when it's really high, when your anxiety is like a 10. And then you want to just keep on tapping, keep on tapping, keep on tapping, and you can even insert good memories, good thoughts, good feelings, but you want to go from a 10 to as close as you can to a zero. And so that's another great technique. It's also a technique that you can use while you're driving, um, but it will really help to lower your cortisol levels. So that is something else. And then lastly, I would say hypnosis. <laughs> mm-hmm. So as a yeah. hypnotherapist, I've actually had people on my table go on into a full panic attack. Wow. Yeah. So hypnotherapy is really great, especially because a lot of times anxiety is rooted in a trauma. Mm -hmm. And so hypnotherapy will allow you to look at the trauma differently from a different objective, like you survived. I mean, that is a big deal to know that you survived. And Mm -hmm. it will give you tools like affirmations, um, positive thoughts, you know. So we're moving away from the limiting beliefs 
Um, but it gives you those tools to help anchor in the next time you feel that this is coming on, right? So it, it not only helps you to move through the trauma while you're in the room with a hypnotherapist like myself, but it also gives you tools to use to anchor those positive feelings, the positive affirmations and things to help you through. So yeah, Those are great. Yeah. yeah, I really like that, especially like the positive, not jumping to the positive, but being able to, to have the awareness right. of what's, what's causing it. A little bit of like, oh, this is where it came from. Because I think our brains kind of need that too. This is where it came from. And then, and then anchoring that positive. Right. That's awesome. And I love tapping. Tapping is amazing. I still have not tried it. Oh, oh my I gosh. Know. There's a woman that wrote a book all about weight loss just through tapping. Yeah. She didn't even work out. <laughs> she no. just tapped the whole time. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty amazing when you look at there's a lot out there and stuff. And there's this YouTube you can follow right along yeah. with all sorts of just real mm-hmm. quick for five minutes. to. And I like that. Um, and then you can do the rant tapping, too, which I learned where you're just ranting, you're doing the tapping mm-hmm. thing and you're ranting, moving going through, through the motion, moving it through. And it's like, uh-huh. I don't like that one because I can yell or scream. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. I've actually that. used tapping and not that I recommend this and I'm not a doctor, but I have actually used tapping to help me get out of what was going to be an asthma attack. Wow. Just to calm myself down and calm my body down. And it worked. Well, it's kind of refocusing the brain, right? right. Refocusing where we're getting it out of that future pace. Because that's what I think the anxiety is a lot about is that future, that mm-hmm. fear. Right? It is some in the past, but I think it's fear-based. And so, yeah, I like this idea of, of being present. Right. It can be hard to get there. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of it is also, as we talk about the frequency. So I yeah. think it's... It can be the, the worrying, the thinking about the future, mm-hmm. and then that builds up into a frequency that you feel in your body, whether it's shortness of breath, whether uh, your chest is pounding, you know, just that awful kind mm-hmm. of anxious feeling. Right. And for me, one of the things I love to do is, is breath work. Yeah. And so I have the Wim Hof, Wim Hof app, mm-hmm. and you, know, you can set it where you can do it for five minutes or 20 minutes. I usually do it for like 20 to 30 minutes. But it's amazing because it forces you to change your breathing. And by you cannot be in an anxious state when you're doing deep breathing. Work, and so yeah. it's a really easy yeah. thing where the app, it, it just guides you. It tells you exactly what to do. It gives you instructions. And all you have to do is just carve out the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go over here for 15 minutes. I'm going to do this. And it will, like, it works wonders. And so yeah. for me, it's finding those little techniques and moments to put in your day to counteract, for me, which is just the busy day, mm-hmm. the, the too much and so it's looking for things like that. I also love uh, earthing, yes. <laughs> which is just, if you don't know, it's, it's walking through the woods with no shoes on. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about that is it forces you to slow down. Right. Like when you're walking on a path and you don't have shoes and there's maybe rocks on the path and you're in nature, it's really hard to be somewhere else with your mind and to go fast. Like it, yes. it, immediately you're in a totally different like, frequency. And so and I love it. I, oh, I, I haven't yeah. really tried the tree hugging. You haven't? <laughs> I it's hear fantastic. great things about it. <laughs> it's wonderful. It'll, the tree will even talk to you. All right. I'm going to have to try it. <laughs> yeah. But I love those, those two uh, those techniques. Those are fantastic. Love it. I love to. Um, I don't know if you've heard this from Alan Watts. He's a really great philosopher. Mm-hmm. He sounds a lot like the man behind the curtain in you know, Wizard of Oz. <laughs> His voice is amazing. But he talks about that no amount of anxiety is going to change what's coming. Right. Yes. So as you were saying, the anticipation and yeah. worry, but no amount of that anxiety is just going to change that. And that, that for me made a huge difference to know that, that I can get all worked up, but it's not going to change the end result. It robs you from the present moment. Exactly. And yeah. you don't enjoy it because mm-hmm. there's some joy in that too, right? Yes. And how you got there. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Oh, love it. Good luck, Ben. <laughs> yes. I hope that helps. All right. Well, let's go back to our messages. Eric? Yes. Florence from Boise says, I'm struggling to date. I have anxiety and I'm afraid to be upfront about it because I'm in fear that they'll run away. Am I destined to be single for the rest of my life? No. No. Short answer is no. No. Short answer is no. I mean, one, I just, I don't know very many people that don't deal with anxiety. Right? There's different levels, of course. But everyone I know, it, it impacts their life in some way, shape, or form. Well, dating itself is <laughs> causing anxiety, yeah. right, for a lot of people because you want to be your best, you want to do your best. So it depends upon, I think, like to what level 
that she's feeling. Right. Is it debilitating? Is it debilitating? Is Mm -hmm. is that what you're afraid to be upfront about? So I think it's taking that scale and and it's like, because if you just run a little bit nervous a lot, okay, that's different than full-blown panic attacks that you're afraid of. So I think creating the awareness around what level, because I think we can also beat ourselves up. Well, I was going to say, Florence, there's nothing wrong with you. No, right? exactly. And I think that's just the same as dating someone who maybe has an illness, right? I mean, mm-hmm. what if you meet someone who has cancer and you really have those emotions for them? Or are you just out because they have cancer? I mean, I think everybody has their stuff. Everyone has something. So, Nobody's perfect. Uh, I, I think the best thing is just to be yourself and be honest. Right. And then be, o- and, and be okay with yourself. Exactly. And, you know, and you want to get to know the person first before you start divulging personal information. I was going to say, you don't have to mention on the first date. No. I I think, uh, yeah, first date, just kidding. (laughs) Well, no, actually that has worked I speak to dead people and I have anxiety. That's that's what I roll out with. Those are great icebreakers. That works really well for me. Maybe after the (laughs) second drink. I don't know. Exactly. (laughs) So just kind of take a, take a, kind of just know you're okay, no matter what. Relax a little bit. And, and if you need some help, right, we've offered some ideas um, to help with that anxiety so that you don't have to be worried, so much anxious about having anxiety, right? right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think the important thing is, one, recognizing that it's something you're struggling with, and yeah. hopefully, two, that you're taking the action to do something about it. Correct. Right. Just like, that's the most important thing. Like, if I was to meet somebody and this was something that they were dealing with, I, that would be no problem. I would just hope that they're taking actions to do something about it. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing, right? Because we all have our things we're working on. Yeah. Sure. And we're probably not going to solve a whole bunch of them. <laughs> but, you know, you just make the effort every day to be the best person you can. And you have no idea if the person you're meeting maybe has some tools or some therapies or some methods to help you Or as similar, well. similar Story. stuff. Yeah. Or if they don't and they're not understanding, then that's information yeah, too. That's enough for you. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope that helps, Florence. All right. Well, let's go back to our messages, Eric. Terrence from Longview says, I'm feeling tired and completely overwhelmed at work and in my life. I'm not sure if I'm experiencing anxiety or not and if I should tell my employer. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. A lot one. of overworked people during COVID, especially. Well, yeah. that overwhelmed feeling, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like we, like we mentioned, it's a normal emotion. It's okay to have it. I think it just becomes an issue when it becomes habitual mm-hmm. and it impacts your life in, in negative ways. And as everybody's been going through this in just different forms for the last 12 months at least, or it's been, mm-hmm. it's been amped up in the last 12 to 14 months. And so, I th- yeah, I think, as we talked about the last caller, the best thing to do is to be honest. Right. Like, if you're not telling people your truth and how you're feeling, then they can't help. Mm-hmm. And even your employer, like, what's your employer going to do? Get mad? Mm-hmm. No. I mean, of course, I think all employers, ideally, are going to be understanding about their employees and do what they can. Mm-hmm. And being honest with yourself, right? Yeah. And being okay asking for help. Yeah. I think that's the big that's one. That's a hard right one. Because of is the a, shame and right? the embarrassment. And yeah. I mean, I felt like a mutant. Well, <laughs> the mean, good thing, though, is that there so many people are experiencing it that it's a little bit more up now, right? So right. the information is here. So There's people aren't there. looking like you, uh, you, like you have three heads mm-hmm. as much anymore, right? It's kind of like, oh, my gosh, I'm having that, too. And I think once we're honest with ourselves and then with somebody else, we find out we're not alone. And I think that's number one. But also too, I think using some of these techniques and things that we've talked about will help with the tiredness because the anxiety does cause exhaustion. Our nervous system is running over and over, right? It's like you ran a marathon every day. Mm -hmm. And, and that can, you want to really be aware of that and take, do some, do some action. Meditation. Yes. Tapping, mm-hmm. doing the things that that we're discussing on here to help you, because then it's not then you're doing something about it instead of letting it just overwhelm you. Right, like you know how it, that can happen, right? It's like I I can't stop this. I don't know, but you do have some control by breathing, bringing in the awareness, and being able to talk about it. And I think also you know bringing in that awareness and really sitting still in, in meditation, for instance. 
allows you to sit in what you're feeling in your body, your heart racing, allowing you to feel that and know that you're not dying, right? That it's yeah. not as bad as you think. Sitting with it is really so. important. And I had to start with guided meditations because I couldn't sit in silence. My mm-hmm. head would take me out, right? Oh, yeah. You know, so the guided or the walking meditations would be really super good yeah. to start with, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to get that awareness. At least it was for me. Yeah. And I would just say it's, it's an important moment to, to recognize that if you feel like you need to tell somebody, then you're being honest with yourself that it's gotten to a point where it's not something you can just keep pushing down. Right. So that's great. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a great realization. Yeah. Mm, that was great. Well, I hope that helps you, Terrence. And with that, we're going to take a quick break, but everyone stick around for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I'm also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. Check us out on our new affiliate on Sundays at 12 p.m. on 103.5 FM KBKW. And 9 p.m. on Cape Town's 88.5 FM. It's time for Sakura's Spiritual Sense. All right. Love well, it. thank you, Eric. Yeah. It's quite an introduction. So I'm going to pull a card and maybe channel in any advice from Spirit or the Universe for all of you today. Um, something that you're all supposed to hear. And so I'm going to be pulling a card from the Oracle of Mystical Moments by Katrin Weltstein. And I'll go ahead and post this card later on our Instagram or Facebook page. All right. So I'm going to shuffle. I love those (laughs) cards. All right. (laughs) So we have the Sea Witch. And so the Sea Witch, you guys want to look at it? Yeah. So innocence, joy of play, wonder. This small mermaid is called the Witch of the Sea. Instead of a fishtail, she has a jellyfish on the lower part of her body. Her hair sways behind her like flowing tentacles. She holds a windmill in her hand that propels her forward. A wide-eyed fish is her loyal companion on her ocean journeys. 
She is young and uses the magic of childlike thinking to dance in the waves, marveling at the wonder of life. So to me, and what I'm hearing, is that this is all about using the tools to navigate, whether we're, we're talking about anxiety, but all the tools that you are given throughout your life set you up for success. And so recognizing that and believing that and using those tools. So for her, she's got her, her fan that's propelling her forward. She has a wide-eyed fish to see from other perspectives. And that's where asking for help, like Rory was saying, is you're getting those other perspectives as well. And so you're able to navigate those waters, right, those uncharted waters a lot better, but also with a childlike wander, right? So you're not looking at things so much as a fear state. It's more of being excited as to what's out there, right? Being excited. We were talking about how anxiety, you lose the joy, mm-hmm. right? So this is bringing back that joy and, and just feeling your body and, wow, I'm alive, right? And feeling that, that essence of it, too. So that's the information that I'm getting for all of you. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I like the child, childlike part, right? Remembering how to be a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Children aren't usually <laughs> thinking and worrying. <laughs> they're, they're just they're present and in the moment and enjoying the experience. Yeah. yeah, and if we don't have that background, it's bringing that in. What mm-hmm. would that feel like for us? So that's what that reminded me of. And I love the jellyfish. Yeah. Because instead of like a mermaid tail, mm-hmm. the jellyfish is flexibility. That's what I was feeling. It was like oh, I yeah. got this kind of, oh, that's a flexibility, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of not, not just having the tail that, that can be firm and get you in the right direction. This kind of enables you to go in different directions. Different directions. And give you protection. Yes. Right? Offering oh. you that protection, too, while you're navigating, Definitely. which is also important. Yeah. I love the meanings in those cards. <laughs> All right. Brenda brings it back around. All right. I love that. Thank you, Eric. So we've had some great discussions today around what anxiety is and some things we can do to help ourselves and those we love when we are suffering from an occasional worry to a panic attack. And I really, really like what we've shared today. Everyone can benefit from ways to reduce stress and anxiety with lifestyle changes, right? Like eating a well-balanced diet and limiting alcohol, darn it, and mm. caffeine, right? Oh. <laughs> and, I know. <laughs> and take, exactly. And taking time for ourselves. But there's some other things besides what we've talked about already. Some a couple other tools because you know I love tools, um, and so I wanted to bring it back. Like you were talking about, Rory was the breath, and something that I share with clients too, and for myself was I couldn't really do long breaths. Right, I had to do like kind of short. So the four count breath is something that's really quick and easy to remember. Just the number four, right? Breathing in for the count of four, being and breathing out for the count of four. And just being able to do that is good. Because when you're feeling that familiar, tightening, anxious feeling in your body, mm-hmm. if you can stop and start to breathe in through your nose, right? That's what I do. Breathe in through the nose for the count of four and then breathe out through the mouth and making it loud. That's kind of helpful, you know, whew, you know, kind of thing. So that has been really helpful. And then do it as many times as you need. And I love the app. I love what you um, brought up, Rory, because that's really helpful two after you can extend it for a little bit of time oh my gosh the breath is something we have right handy and then orient yourself kind of like we were talking about before um following this 333 rule that you hear about for anxiety and which is look around and name three things that you can see say it out loud three things you can hear saying it out loud and lastly move three body parts right? Whether it's your hands, ankles, fingers, just move three of them. And that makes it what you were talking about, Sakura, makes it more present, brings Mm -hmm. you present back into the body. And then movement, get up and move. Like we talked about going in nature, but if you just move, get out of your chair. It makes a total difference. And being out there in nature would be the way to go, Mm -hmm. you know, too, if you can. But But standing straighter, opening your chest, putting your shoulders back, just opening that chest tells your brain that you're taking control back. It, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's the power stance. And so it can shift everything. Yeah, I love the movement. One of the exercises that I do that somebody taught me was just to shake all of your extremities. Yes. But it gets you out of your head. Well, it, so it, also, it also just moves the energy. Yeah. There's a lot of anxiety is compressing Stuck. all of yes. that, right? And you just get up and you shake like crazy. Oh, and shaking just, is so good. Yeah, yeah, it feels great. All right. 
Here's Rory's Reflections. All right, well, I think that was a great discussion. Uh, Just to kind of recap, I think anxiety is a natural part of life, right? So it's a feeling and emotion that all of us have. There's nothing wrong with it. It's when anxiety becomes habitual or overwhelming or just takes over our life where it becomes something that we should be concerned about and we should figure out how to focus on it. Uh, medication can help for sure. And there's nothing wrong with taking medication, but I don't think medication is really solving the problem. It's just some support to get you through it. Uh, and you know, I think the truth is that anxiety for a lot of us is a learned behavior, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's something that either we learn from our parents, maybe we learn from living in a fast paced environment. Um, and if we really want to change it, we have to unlearn that behavior, Mm -hmm. just like changing any other pattern that we're dealing with in our lives. And there's definitely ways to do it. It just has to become a priority. Mm -hmm. There's no quick fix. No quick fix. Dang it. And I think also mentioning, yeah, it it can stop with you, right? It doesn't need to pass on to your children. You don't need to teach it to them. Yeah. And I mean, as a parent, like we have to learn to do this for ourselves and recognize it so we can teach it to our children. Yeah. Right. Yeah, most definitely. Sure. I know. And I really like that. And I, I think that, that there's nothing wrong with the medication. That's not shameful. I think that's really important. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, it's not. But but do that in conjunction with other things. Yeah, keep working. Right? Keep, yeah, keep focused. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We want to thank Eric, our lovely producer, KKNW, and our new affiliate, KBKW, and Zone Radio. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share our podcast, The Conscious Coaching Hour, which you can find at our Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. So what are we talking about on our next show? On our next show, we'll be discussing conscious dating, what it is, how to have it, and why it can make such a difference to creating a healthy, long-term partnership. Love the show? Have a question you would like us to answer on the air? Follow us, like us, and message us on Instagram or Facebook at Love from the Hip, and that's H-Y-P. You can find me at SakuraSutter.com. You can find me at RoryReich.com. You can find me at BrendaReeseCoaching.com. Tune in every month on Wednesdays from 2 to 3 p.m. on AM 1150 KKNW and Sundays from 12 to 1 p.m. on 103.5 FM KBKW and 9 to 10 p.m. on Cape Town's 88.5 FM for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. Where we help you awaken your intuition and inner coach. So you can live your best life. Peach fuzz is great if it's on a peach. Let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had.